looking for the spot to kick back, relax, and talk all things Southern Miss, well, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Everyday Eagles podcast, the podcast for Southern Miss fans by Southern Miss fans. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to this episode of Everyday Eagles Podcast. We are very excited to talk about some college football, more specifically Southern Miss football, with you ladies and gents this fine afternoon. Before we get kicked off, I guess I need to bring in that co-host of mine, Mr. Lane Brady. What's up, Lane? Chuck, what's up, man? Are you uh, are you in the golden city of Taylorsville tonight, man? No, I'm back at home tonight. I came on home to record tonight. I'm actually in my office right now, sitting with our guest for the night. Okay. And we are watching the Florida State LSU game, getting a little scouting action in. Well, uh, give us a, 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 a score right now, man. Right now, there's about five minutes left in the game, and it is Florida State 38, LSU 17. We got we got our work cut out for us this week. It's gonna be a tough one, but hey, man, you gotta believe in the Eagles. We'll find a way. Definitely believe in the Eagles. Well, uh, speaking of guests, why don't you uh, kick it off and let us know who we got on the show tonight? Yeah, man, I brought in a, a good buddy of mine. He's actually a fellow high school football coach, uh, Ross Bankston. So, welcome to the show, Ross. How's it going, everybody? What's up, Ross? Glad to have you on, man. Guys, Ross has been a loyal listener, sent in a couple questions and all, and we we got to talking during baseball season. I tried to get him on during baseball season, and he said football's more his speed. So he wanted to come on during football season and talk a little ball. So I wanted to get him on week one right out the gate, Chuck. What you think? Well, I, I, I'm happy to have him, man. And, and – uh you know, anytime you want to come on during baseball, you just let us know because Lane's the same way. During baseball season, he's like, "Why don't we talk about football?" I'm like, "No, it is baseball season." I so, do like talking about football. Hey, look, look, Lane, Lane's <laughs> bread and butter. Football. football. <laughs> do like talking about some football here. Well, and let's get to know you. our let's get to know our guest tonight, guys. Let's ask Ross the questions that we like to ask all our guests. The first one being, "Why are you an everyday eagle?" Look, I, I, I come from Smith County, very blue collar. Uh, so I, I've always felt we fit that that uh, mantra that Southern Miss tries to put on of, hey, we're, we're going to go to work, we're going to get after it. And I feel that's the way I've always been my whole life. So that's the way I've always felt I, I fit in very well. Smith County, man, they know work over there. So, watermelon fields. Watermelon fields, man. The watermelon field. Chuck, have you ever been to the watermelon festival? I have not, man. We should go check it out this year. I know who has been. It's in Mize, Mississippi. You already know Dirty's been. <laughs> Dirty <laughs> probably grew up at the watermelon festival. Is is that the place that that uh, watermelon crawl song's written about? I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> Smith County Watermelon Festival ahead. Hey man, they got a seed spitting contest. Watermelon eating contest. Watermelon eating contest. I hear it's a good time. I've never been myself, but now that I'm a, I guess honorary Smith County, and I got to go check it out sometime for sure. For sure. So, 
All right, Ross, the next question we got here is why, uh, is, is what is your favorite Southern Miss moment? So for me, uh, when I was in school in 2015 at Southern, uh, we, we, we had a good run in football and uh, getting to travel and, and going to those games, uh, the La Tech, the uh, Western Kentucky game. Uh, I was a poor college student. Uh, had to ride the charter bus that they, they took students on, but getting to go to those two games by far have been my favorite moments. Uh, sadly, didn't get to go when we were fantastic in football and beating Houston's brains out over there. So I had to take advantage and, and go to those games, go to the bowl game uh, in, in Dallas. And I'd say those three games have been my top favorite ones. They're good ones. They were good ones. I remember that Dallas Bowl. We were – I didn't get to go, but I watched it on TV. You said you went? Oh, I went. Uh, as soon as my wife and I walked out of the stadium, uh, the tornado sirens went off, yeah. went to a local Italian restaurant, and waited out the, the tornadoes. So there it was go. a blast. First time at Bucky's. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, uh, Ross, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. What do you do? You already told us a little bit about where you're from, all that stuff. Tell us about your family, all that good stuff. So I, I'm from the good side of Smith County. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm from Raleigh. Uh, we're not going to talk too much about that on the football side of things. Um, went to Civil Bay, went to USM, um, uh, majored in education, elementary ed, uh, found my way into teaching and coaching, and uh, – I now teach eighth grade social studies at South Jones, and I, I coach football, and I'm also the head track coach out there. So There you go. And listeners, you hear his voice is a little hoarse. That, that's, that's the voice of a man who coached in a ball game Friday night and then screamed at the Rock all day on Saturday. Yeah, two, two weeks of high school football coaching D-line, and you, you kind of got to get a little loud, yeah. a little vocal, and I got to be the energy on the sidelines sometimes, so. That's the reason the voice sounds the way it does. I feel like Chuck would be a good hype guy. Chuck, I feel like that would be a good role for you. I am the best hype guy, 100%. I feel like you'd be a great, like, waving the towel. I was supposed to say, the towel would be get Chuck's back job guy. right there. Chuck, you crush you know, that. I, you know, I keep waiting for somebody to call me and, and you know, get me to come do it, but I, I ain't got no phone calls yet. Hey, hey! I'll let you. I'll let you into a game for free. You have a towel, flip a table or two. If you want okay. to push over a water cooler, we're good with it. Speaking go. of uh, flipping tables, this is completely off topic, but I just watched this before we got on. And y'all ever watched the TV show Last Chance You? Uh, yes, I have. Okay, you know that Bobby's that is in Coach Bobby, kind of a hothead. Uh, they're all hotheads. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're all very animated. What season are you on, Chuck? Well, no, I don't. I have no idea. I've never watched it, but it was a TikTok video, and Coach uh, Bobby and a referee literally got in a fight on the field, and the referee got ejected. Yeah, because the referee that's pushed buddy. first. Yeah, buddy. yeah, that's old buddy. Buddy, yeah. buddy. yes, buddy. Yeah, I have never watched it. Yeah. Yeah, that happened. Crazy. It made waves around the coaching community when he put his hands on a referee. We we were told to stay on the yeah. sidelines for the next few weeks after that happened. Yeah, yeah. I, I bet I, I haven't bet. put my hands on a referee yet. I don't think Ross has. Well, either. the referee touched him first. I wasn't there. The what? The referee touched him first. Pushed him first. He, he actually did. Yeah, he like chest bumped him or something. No, he, like, was, he, like the video I saw, he literally laid his hand, pushed him. With his hands. Yeah, it may have been. It's been a while since I've seen that clip. But, yeah, yeah I've, I've seen 
some last chance you stuff. I'm going to have to so, watch it. All right, well, guys, I'm going to take a quick break here before we dive into the mailbag questions here, and I want to highlight our sponsor for this show. And our sponsor for tonight's show is Katie McClendon. She is a realtor with Realty Executives, the executive team. And, guys, uh, my wife and I sold our old house a couple years ago and bought a new one, and we used Katie to both sell our old house and buy our current house. And uh, we were very glad we used her. She, uh, she treated us like family from the jump, took great care of us all the way, and even to this day, she stayed in touch with us and made sure that everything we need, we've been taken care of. And so we, uh, we were very grateful we chose her, and I know you will be too. So for any uh, realty needs that you might have, give Katie a call. Her cell number is 601-270-5003. Her office numbers. Uh, is 601-268-1600. So give her a call. All right, so Chuck, I think we got some mailbag questions in for tonight. Mailbag? Mailbag? What are those? Where is he at? Pate, where you at? I think there's uh, a knock here the, the whole time. There he is. There he is. He's waiting on me to knock on my table right here. <laughs> you know, I was waiting patiently, and you failed me again. Yeah, I know. But yes, there are some mailbag questions this week, so get excited. Hot damn! Yeah! Uh, yeah. So, all right, so we got a couple this week. So the first one comes from Mr. Josh Santamore. He wrote in and asked... Who is the most underrated player that you think is going to have a huge impact this season? Hmm. Oh, gosh. That's a tough question, Josh. Because right now, where we're at, it's kind of hard to tell who's underrated right Um, now. We're only one game in. But it's a really good question, one that will be fun to come back and see our answers later, I think. Do you know your answer yet, Ross? Give me just a moment. Let's look. Let's see. I can. Right. I, I got one. That I, um, you know, and I'm, I don't know that he's underrated, uh, but I know that he's um, kind of a newer player. I think that's going to come being big down the stretch. And I'm gonna give it to. Uh, and I, please, if I say your name wrong, man, let me know. I'm sorry. Uh, but Tyquan Henderson, you know, he had a uh, his first career catch for a touchdown this last game. So I, I think that um, the receiving core is looking bright. Yeah, yeah, I think he's a good one, man. That it was a good catch right there too. It was kind of late in the game. It happened right in front of me, actually. I'd moved down there to that end. It was a diving catch. It was impressive. That's why so, he did it. He actually texted me and said, "Tell Lane that one was for him." Well, he wanted the shout out <laughs> yeah. naturally on the Everyday Eagles podcast. Obviously, he listens. Of course, to I saw him move down eight rows. So tell him that was for him. Yeah, we moved down eight rows because my kid was, like, kicking everybody in front of us. I felt bad for the people in front of us. Are you the reason the fights broke out in the stands, man? No, I'm not, but I was a happy spectator watching. (laughs) I'm a WWE fan, too, baby. I got both for the price of one. (laughs) No, no. All right. uh, Ross, you got your answer. I'm mulling over this one, man. Look, I, I don't know if I would say underrated. Uh, being from South Mississippi, this, this kid was on my radar when he when he decided he was going to go to Southern Miss. But uh, I look for Chandler Pittman to really hold a big, big role this year. 
and be that playmaker that we need that can go to slot, can play uh, running back, and got to remember he played quarterback in high school. So wildcat formations, give Gore a break. Chandler Pittman's your guy. Yeah. He's a good one. He's always been fun to watch. And man, he could not he could not come from a better family either. No, I one hundred ten percent agree. My bad, Lane. Yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, they they he comes from great people, man. Like I've met him a couple times. I, lo- I always love talking to him. Sat by him at a basketball game one night. Um, and they get that tailgate jumping now. Oh yeah, y'all seen their tailgate? They get that thing jumping. So. All right, I think I got my answer, guys. And this one's a little bit of home cooking here because he's an Oak Grove kid. But uh, I'm going to say Brandon Hayes. Um, He was hurt last year. And this tells you how deep the receiving core is, guys. Like, he he started. um, But, man, we had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different receivers catch a pass on Saturday that's a lot of, of receptions out there. 24 catches total out of nine different players. Brandon Hayes ended the day with two catches. Um, he had some more targets than that, too. I think he had a ball that went out of bounds in the end zone that he actually caught, but he was obviously out of play. But whenever you watch him play, guys, he looks to be healthy. And he was hurt last year. That's what hurt him. Um, he's not a new name to the program. He just hasn't become – all that he can be yet, I think. You know, he's explosive with his feet. He's, he's really, really quick, good route runner. I look to see him take a step forward this year, especially because I think Jacarius Caston's about to be an absolute monster, and people are going to have to start double covering him, and that's going to open it up. We already knew about Ty Mims. He's not a new name. That would be a – you know, I mean, Ty Mims, everybody knows about him, but I think Brandon Hayes is really going to surface as a big-time receiver for us this year. So, to me, Very that's cool. that's mine. What about you, Pate? You got one? Well, I'm going to be honest with you, fellas. Uh, I have not been able to catch the first game. I only caught bits and pieces of it. So, my take is kind of pointless at this at this bit, especially for the second question. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I was fairly busy on Saturday. So, yeah. Um, but I'll at the time, what's yeah. that? Okay. I, I was going to say – I'll tell you, man, that uh, a lot of guys got action. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got to see a lot of players. Right, absolutely. So. Yeah, I'm definitely going to catch the next one up. So we also had another question come in from Mr. Jason Collip, who has written into the show before, and he asked, and this is basically putting us in the position of, if you were the coach after watching the first game of the Golden Eagles – what is at least one thing that you would be focusing on in preparation for the game against Florida State coming up next week? Well, they just won forty-five to twenty-four over LSU, so. <laughs> so. <laughs> you didn't ask a hard question at all, Jason. No, no, no. <laughs> Literally, as this game is ending. Yeah, Chuck, why don't you go? Well, I don't, and I don't mean this sarcastic. I, I, I mean this with all sincerity. But I would make sure none of my key players gets hurt during warmups before the game. 
Shout out, oh. Cole. No doubt. Shout out, He's Cole. He's still salty. I am salty. I text Matt and said, uh, you know, just because I said that y'all should throw it to uh, Cole Cavallo more, I mean, you had to take him out, you know? Uh, you, know, you were but, the first person I thought about when I heard that Cole heard, Cavallo yeah. was hurt. Cole, I hope you get a speedy recovery, man, for sure. But, uh, you know, all seriousness, I think uh, getting those those first game jitters out of the way, a lot of people, you know, you know, had their negative say, and they're go- Southern Miss fans. If they're anything, they're negative, and we love y'all. You Blaine and I are like that. I'm sure Banks is like that. Pate can be like that. Um, what you talking about? We're not negative. Negative. Realistic. <laughs> Let me say realistic. Now. Yeah, realistic. Rephrase it. Yeah. Um, but I think I think Will Hall has everything going in the right direction. But uh, and I'm gonna leave it at that. I don't. I don't. You know. I don't know that there's anything I could say or do different to prepare for what's to come on Saturday, whether it's a win or a loss. So, you know, it's easy to play when you're playing on PlayStation 5 or whatever, you know. But um, That's a good right. politically correct answer there, Chuck. Yeah. What about <laughs> – You should be a politician. What about you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Vote for so, me. I'll yeah. Uh. I'll go next. I honestly, guys, watching Florida State play, and I already knew about some of their key players. To me, the biggest thing, and we watched our defense, guys, and to me, our defense played lights out against Alcorn. We had the one long run given up to the quarterback. Aside from that, we really played well on defense. Um, I think defensive line and linebackers are a strength, but we are about to be tested more than we've ever been tested before, I think, with a guy who can run and throw. And if you'll remember last year, I talked about this a lot, about how it's just a different animal when you got a a dual-threat quarterback back there. It creates some massive problems for your defense. And so if I'm coaching the Golden Eagles, one thing I'm locked in on this week is finding a way to, one, keep Jordan Travis in the pocket. And I'm going to talk about that more later. So I'm giving you a little snippet of what I'm going to talk about later in the show. But, one, keep Travis in the pocket. And, two, um, get our defensive guys, our, our secondary guys, have them prepared because Florida State has some pretty special receivers out there. So that's my that would be my goal though to try to contain Travis at least contain his legs and try to make him a instead of a dual threat guy a one threat guy and see if we can't take advantage of some, some mistakes so and now I'm gonna ask the defensive coach here who I kind of just probably took his answer here what what, what are you thinking over here yeah, I'm, I'm gonna switch to the offensive side of the ball uh you, you got to look at Florida State's defense just held the the reigning SEC West champions offense to 24 points. How do we hold up versus the pressure? How do we hold up versus their D-line, their linebackers? Just how do we how do we handle being in that atmosphere with that type of defense on the field? Uh, it's 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 going to be interesting to see uh, good growth this week uh, because. When you look at what Alcorn did versus us, they gave us a lot of pressures. So we we've already seen it. And how do we how do we grow from that this week and, and move into the next game? Yeah. All good answers there. Pate, did you want to take a stab at it? 
I mean, I think you guys covered it fairly well. You know, I mean, Florida State is definitely going to be no pushover by any means, especially after watching <laughs> this game um, against LSU. So, uh, I, I definitely think uh, I definitely think our boys will come out strong, no doubt about that. And uh, but all valid points across the board. Um, so if anyone would ever like to submit a question that you would like for us to answer on the show anytime, uh, again, we do a weekly show throughout the season, you can email us at everydayeaglespodcast at gmail.com and send in your questions. You can also send us uh, messages on Facebook or Twitter. Oh, excuse me. It's called X now, whatever the heck that means. Um, at everyday underscore eagles feel free to send us a direct message there and we'll be more than happy to answer your questions on the show so you mentioned the x thing pete when they first switched twitter to x i deleted the app off my phone why i went and looked for twitter later and couldn't couldn't (laughs) because i didn't know they swapped over to x it's a true story (laughs) I'm not proud of it, but it's true. So I deleted it. I was like, what is this? Why does my phone download uh, random apps? And I deleted it and then went to look for Twitter later and couldn't find it. Realized they flopped over. I was about to say, did it come from somebody who has zero apps yeah. on their phone? Yeah. That may have been the only one he had. I'm bad with technology. And now, oh, we know. Yeah. We know you're bad with technology. Bless him. Yeah, it, it kind of took me by surprise too. I like I had no clue like what the heck is this app? And then I opened it and then realized, oh, that's what that is now. Yeah. Thanks, Elon. Yeah. Way well, confuse us all. So Exactly. Are we ready to jump into my favorite segment? Are we ready? I think we are. Light it up. Holy cow. Chuck. What golden eagle made you say holy cow this week? And listeners, we're going to stick to football only because it's week one. We'll cover all the other sports at the end here, but we're going to we're going to stick to what golden eagle football player because that's on everybody's mind right now. Made you say holy cow this week? All right. Well, I am going to give my holy cow to the obvious. The transfer from Clemson, the Billy the Kid Wiles, who uh, threw for 267 yards and three touchdowns in his first uh, Division One college start. Um, I think he came out running. I think he came out slinging. Uh, I think the offensive line gave him enough time and enough comfort to uh, to to make some plays down the field. Um, I would have liked to see him air it out a little more. Um, kind of like a Brett Favre FU pass, if you will. But I think that's coming. I think, you know, he, you know, Cole going down and the warm-ups may have shaken him a little bit more. Um, you know, we didn't know that Alcorn was going to blitz as much as they did. So I, I give it to Billy. My holy cow goes to Billy. It's a good answer there. I was impressed with Billy, too. I thought he maintained his composure even after getting hit a couple times and you know, he had one bad pass I think he wants back. You know, the one pick, I think that's a, that was – Will said it in the postgame. That was like his only knock on him was one bad pass. But aside from that, he played well. I was, I was pleased with it. So, Ross, what player made you say holy cow? So, I'm going to go with the kicker, Andrew Stein. Uh, 
12 total points on the night, four total field goals. Uh, he had one from 25, 23, 41, and 52. So that was his first 50-plus attempt ever, okay? It was the second longest field goal we've had here in a while. We had a 53-yarder last year versus Liberty. And it was the most attempted field goals we've had since 2017. So it's good to have that consistent leg to get us the points. When, I mean, it's going to happen. Offense stalls out. You know, to have a true kicker there that can really get us points on the board when we need it, it's going to come in handy later in the season. Man, I didn't realize we hadn't attempted that many field goals since 2017. Well, and wow. I, and SouthernMiss.com, if I read it correctly, uh, 2019 was the last field goal attempt by Andrew Stein. Yes. 2019. That's been – that's four years ago when he showed up. Pre-COVID, huh? Pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. We didn't even know what COVID was last time we saw it. <laughs> we, we, we did not. Well, good for him, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, I'm going to go next here. Guys, Chuck, all last year, remember, I could not go a show without just singing Malik Shorts' praises. You remember that, Chuck? It was like – I do. Right. Like, they brought us on the Troy Boys show, asked us about our team. Like, Malik Shorts was the first name out of my mouth. Like, I was a huge Malik Shorts guy. And, Chuck, I think I found my replacement for this year, and it's Jay Stanley. He is an absolute baller, man. He uh, he had two picks. He led the game off with a pick, the third play of the game, uh, the third play from scrimmage. Uh, they called it a butt pick on the on Twitter. Did you see that? They called it a butt pick because he was laying on. He landed on his behind as he was picking it off. But um, man, he is he is so impressive to watch. Like out in the field, making plays on balls that are thrown his way, um, and he's a tackler. Like there was one play after he got two picks. There was a play where Alcorn's quarterback, remember, already broke off a long 75-yard touchdown run on us. Alcorn is like it's third and 15, something like that, and Alcorn sends a bunch of guys deep, and quarterback pulls it down, takes off running, gets an open field, and it's him and Jay Stanley right between him and the first down marker, and Jay gets him down. Just a huge play right there to end the drive. I think, guys, I think we have a really special football player here in Jay Stanley to watch this year. And I think we better enjoy watching him this year because I got a good feeling we'll be watching him play on Sundays after this season's over with. So, uh, so let me cover a few uh, – sorry, Chuck, my bad. Let me see, listeners, this is what happens sometimes. I get sidetracked. I get too much on my brain here. Let me cover a couple of honorable mentions here that need to be mentioned here. Um, Frank Gore, two touchdowns on the day. He was a little limited. A lot of Southern Miss fans talked about that. But when you jumped up on him so fast, why risk anything with him? Um, transfer, Reed Clark. Uh, he led the team in rushing attempts. 
Uh, guys, the one that jumped off the page to me when you look at his numbers is Jacarius Caston. Five catches, 104 yards, one touchdown. Um, seems to seems to me that he's picked up where he left off last year and might be even better and more explosive than he was last year. Um, but, yeah, those guys jumped off the page to me, really. Thought they played really, really well. So, uh, let's dive into the can't wait segment. Can't wait. All right, Chuck, get us going here. What can you not wait for this week? Well, this is going to shock everybody, uh, but... I'm already shocked. You're already shocked? You know, you just mentioned the Florida State-LSU game where uh, Florida State kind of ran away with it against LSU. And, um, I, you know, I can't wait to see if the guys can silence some of these doubters on the Southern Miss side and ESPN side and... Florida State side especially, and come back to Hattiesburg with a W. I think um, if all aspects of the game are clicking, I sincerely believe that they could put up a fight. And like you said earlier, you take advantage of a few mistakes, and the game can go, I mean, the game could go either way. You know, they uh, they might be coming off a big win against LSU with their, uh, you know, and kind of look past Southern Miss and not prepare. Uh, and we, we've been known to make schools uh, pay for that. So, let's uh, let's do it one more time. So I'm gonna say coming back with a dub next weekend, and if it happens, you heard it here first. There you go, Chuck. There you go. All right, Ross. What can you not wait for this week? I I can't wait to see how we. I've, I've kind of already talked about it. How we match up with that Florida State defense. So this past week, offensively, we uh we rushed for 145 yards versus Alcorn. Uh, looking at this for the LSU game, LSU only had 113 yards rushing versus Florida State's defense. So how do we, how do we advance and, and move on from this past week and get better? To Because we all know it. The, the running game is key for our offense. Mm-hmm. Will Hall's very multiple. He, he likes to to dabble into what I like to call the best offense ever in the wing tee when we're in the goal line <laughs> stuff. So how how can we run the ball? Because we all know that's what he wants to do and running the ball. If we can control the clock, anything's possible this week. There you go. There you go. And that leaves me, guys. And, and what I say, I and again, I talked about Jordan Travis earlier, guys. My can't wait. This week, I can't wait to see – how well our defense plays against Florida State's offense. I can't wait to see because I think our defense is really strong, guys. I watched uh, I watched that game the other night. Um, I watched a lot of our defense, paid a lot of attention. A lot of guys were getting in there making tackles. Um, several of them looked really, really impressive up front. I think our defensive line is special this year. Um, even some newcomers like – I remember, guys, I was watching late in the game, Josh Ratcliffe, uh, he's a big dude, and he's hard to move, and he plays with a chip on his shoulder. I love watching him play. Um, Swayze Bozeman made a lot of plays Saturday. Uh, you know, we we have a linebacker core that's really, really, really um, experienced. We got a defensive line full of transfers who have really taken on their role. They played really well against Alcorn. This is going to be a different animal this week. 
Um, I've already mentioned the playmaker quarterback. Just to get put it in perspective for you here, against LSU, he just threw for 342 yards, four touchdowns, and one interception. And I'll be honest with y'all, I, I kind of I expect him to be in Heisman talks by the end of the season. He's that good. Like that's the caliber quarterback we're up against. But even after him, when you look at the rushing game, Florida State had uh, Benson was their top rusher, twelve attempts for forty-seven yards. Um, and then to me, the big thing was they had some big receivers that made huge plays. Uh, Coleman was one. Uh, Keon Coleman is his name, number four. He had nine catches, 122 yards, and three touchdowns. He just exploded against LSU. Um, so we we had to be able to cover Coleman, and we got to be able to cover him well. And then after him, they have Wilson, number 14. Um, he's a big-time player for him, too. He had over 100 yards receiving tonight, too. So um, just watching this Florida State offense, very heavy in the air able to throw it around. Jordan Travis was their second leading rusher. Like I said, they've got a mobile quarterback. I think I think Travis is going to end up with some hardware in his cabinet, or at least with in the hunt to have it at the end of the season. He might be a, a Heisman finalist. He'll be up there. Um, and, guys, I mean, they're, they're just a really, really good offensive team. I think our defensive line is special for us. I think our linebacking core is really, really good. That's the strength of our team. I love. I already mentioned Jay Stanley. I think he's a fantastic player. I was impressed with our corners on Saturday. I thought we didn't really let anybody get behind us. We took care of everything our way. Um, you take away the one long run, and we pretty much smothered all corn. So I'm looking forward to seeing our defense against this big test coming our way that just scored 45 points on LSU. So, that is my can't wait. Uh, Before we jump into other sports, guys, I just want to give one more shout-out here to our sponsor, uh, Katie McClendon. Again, she is a realtor with Realty Executives, the executive team. And, guys, Katie is a – she's a supporter of the show, um, and she is a supporter of our university, and she – Guys, she's, you know, she's one of us. She's a, you know, she's a Everyday Eagles podcast supporter. And guys, we always say, man, you, you want to support the people that support you. And so I encourage you guys to use her. Uh, if you have any realty needs, whether you're buying or selling, give her a call. Her cell number again is 601-270-5003. Her office phone is 601-268-1600. Give her a call. I know you'll be glad you did. Thank you for the sponsorship. Thank you for the support, Katie. All right, so y'all ready to highlight some other sports here, guys? Hey, real quick, before we jump off of football, I do want to give a shout-out to uh, you know those hard-working cheerleaders and, and band who did a phenomenal job. Uh, we didn't get to hear Nick, but... Uh, we understand why they didn't play it, but uh, they. I just want to say that America the Beautiful that uh, the Pride and Allcorns band did together was absolutely beautiful. So, mad props to the band. Y'all keep working hard. It does not go unnoticed. Mad props to the cheerleaders and dance team and Dixie Darlings. Y'all all rock. Please don't think it's all about the football team because y'all make the atmosphere. 
much more enjoyable. So thank y'all. They pulling on Chuck's little heartstrings. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, the game day atmosphere was really fun, man. I was going to talk about that at the end. We'll talk about it now. I love the game day atmosphere Saturday. Didn't you, Chuck? Like, I thought it was fun. I really did. No, I, I didn't really care for it too much. <laughs> I thought campus was buzzing. You just couldn't find nobody yeah. fun to tailgate with, Chuck. Yeah, well, yeah I, uh, you know, kept having to go pick up people on a golf cart. It was, you know, one of those yeah. things. Me and Chuck tailgated together, guys. We That's did. What joking we did. about. But, like, seriously, guys, it was it was a good time. It was a fun time. Chapel Hart did a great job. If you got to go see that concert, they did really well. It was fun to hear. Um, Eagle Walk had a bunch of good positive energy coming. Um, just all in all, it was a good experience, man. I'm excited for uh, to welcome the Green Wave to town, hopefully with a butt whooping here in about a week or so. And uh, Battle for the bell. Go hang on to that bell, keep it at home. So... I'm excited about that. All right, so let's highlight some other sports that are in action right now. Uh, we will start with just the schedule for this week, guys. Um, looking at upcoming sports coming, uh, September the 3rd at 1 o'clock, the women's soccer team will be at Georgia. Um, then they will play again on September 4th at seven uh, or at 4 p.m. Um, our women's soccer team right now is 2-3. and three. Uh, big two big SEC opponents there. We're going on the road to Georgia, and then we're at home September seventh versus Alabama. So, uh, if you're available September seventh, four p.m., swing over and check them out. So big matchup there. Um, the women's golf team is about to enter day three of a uh, of a golf tournament in South Alabama. Um, that the day three will happen on September fourth, eight thirty a.m. I believe that is tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, I don't have my calendar pulled up. That would be uh, tomorrow. So the soccer team played today, huh? We need to check that score. Uh, but yeah, the women's golf team—they will play them uh, tomorrow. By the time this drops, it'll probably be saying today uh, at eight thirty a.m. Um, day one, we were in fifth place out of 10th. Day two, we, we came up a spot to fourth place out of 10th. So hopefully we keep rising. Uh, and then the women's volleyball team, they play on September the 8th at 7 p.m. at home versus Nichols. And then they play again at home versus Mississippi Valley State on September the 9th at 3 p.m. The volleyball team right now is one and four overall. So hopefully we get that one turned around too. And that, guys, is about your wrap-up of all Southern Miss athletics. Chuck, anything you want to add? No. Uh, sorry, I couldn't get my mic off mute. Um, no, definitely uh, y'all come out to Tulane, and if you, you get there early enough, come find me and Lane tailgating. We'll introduce you to some of our friends, and Maybe we'll uh, sign you up to come on the show. Yeah, man. Be careful what you ask for. Right, That's Banks? Sure. Right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> it wasn't that bad, though, was it, Banks? And I feel like this oh, show went kind of smooth. Yeah. yeah. It's good seeing the, the what happens in the background. No That's doubt. Right. That's right. It's, it's, it's the magic behind the scenes. It right? is. It really is. <laughs> uh, Banks, I know you're over at Lane's. Lane is wearing clothes tonight, right? 
Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. That, okay, that was, good. That I'm making, was part making, of the deal to get you to actually come I over. Hey, you have to wear clothes. Yeah. Did he I'm Did he get you a, a Papa John's pizza? No, he didn't. With the cheese melted in the crust? That's the only way I come. If he don't give me one of those, I don't come over. Look, y'all think Chuck's kidding. He's been to my house I don't know how many times, and every time he's come, I've ordered pizza. Yeah. And I don't know what it is about that pizza. It is good. It is good. I'm really disappointed now. It, man. it tastes better in my office while you're doing a fantasy baseball draft. Baseball. So. Football season. <laughs> so, well, Ross, thanks for coming on the show, man. Anything else you want to leave the listeners with? Not, not really looking forward to this game this week, but the week after that, Tulane coming to town, it's going to be a blast. It will be fun. It will be fun. Just remember the last time Tulane came to town, our head coach was the offensive coordinator. That's true. That is true. So That is true. And then the last time we played Tulane, our head coach – was throwing his play call sheet, she, celebrating in the end zone. Sliding into the end zone <laughs> and everything else. So. All right. Well, we uh, will let y'all get back to your uh, schedule, regular schedule program. Thanks for listening to the show. Um, we appreciate all the support. Don't forget to like, subscribe, listen, share, invite some people to check us out. Um, and if you're interested in sponsoring a show, hit me, Lane, or Paid Up, and we'll uh, let you know how you can do that. And uh, if you want to come on the show, hit one of the three of us up, and we'll let you know how to do that. But until next time, we will see you all then. As always, Southern Miss to the top. Thank you for checking out the Everyday Eagles podcast. The podcast for Southern Miss fans by Southern Miss fans. Be sure to subscribe and follow our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. And don't forget to leave us a rating and share this podcast with a fellow Golden Eagle. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Everyday Eagles Podcast and follow us on Twitter at Everyday underscore Eagles. To learn more about the podcast or to inquire about being a guest on the show, visit our website at edepodcast.com. Thanks again for joining us today. We will catch you next time on the Everyday Eagles podcast. And as always, Southern Miss to the top.